Algar Productions. What ho, fellows? This is the Colonel speaking. You know, when my boy Toby, that's a Willikins to you, asked me to introduce this collection of his adventures with that delightful young scamp he runs about with, I leapt at the chance. Mind you, as an international man of action, I find myself doing a lot of leaping. Keeps one fit, what? Now then, I'm a man of few words, and I believe we've heard quite enough from me at the moment. Here now, for your listening pleasure, are the next 18 episodes of the Nick and <coughs> Willikins saga, re-recorded and remastered with some semblance of Comptons this time round. Better late than never, I suppose. We begin, as you might expect, with episode one. And so we return to scenic Nick Hall, on Nick Hill in the hamlet of Nickenshire on Thames in Nick County. Oh god, are we really doing more of this? It's my birthday, Willikins! Sir, don't we have mounds of unresolved issues requiring our attention? Issues? What issues? I've prepared a list, sir. <clears throat> There's the whole wolf thing, the mill burning down. Shall I go on? No, bung it down a loo, I'm bored with that now. What of your good great-aunt Petunia and our trip to the colonies? Oh, what now? Surely you've bunged all that down the loo by now. Now we're talking about my birthday. Come to think of it, wasn't it your birthday yesterday, sir? Yes, it was my birthday tomorrow as we're all. Don't question me, it sickens me. Very good, sir. Shall I bake you another cake in the shape of your disembodied head? I've already got too many of those. You make them far too accurately and they're starting to give me the EBG rubies. Very good, sir. How shall we be celebrating your birthday today, then? I want one of them things what breaks open when the candy falls out. A piñata, sir? No, uh, isn't a piñata one of them Mexican dishes where has the peppers and the onions stuffed into a burrito shell? No, I believe you're thinking of a fajita, sir. Oh, well, is it one of them alcoholic drinks what you get in Mexico? No, that's a margarita, sir. Ah, oh, so it's one of them big jungle cats what run really fast and has the spots. No, I believe that's a cheetah, sir. What, one of them little orange things what's covered in cheese dust? No, that's a cheeto, sir. What, one of them little nubbins that's at the end of my foot? No, that's a toe. What, one of them green things what lives in a swamp out back? No, that's a toad. What, one of them flat things made of asphalt what the cars drive down? No, that's a road. What, like a stiff thing that like a curtain hangs on? That's a rod. What, like one of them things at the amusement park that I go round and round and round on and I go, wee? That's a ride. What, like a skin from an animal what you can make into clothings? No, that's a hide, sir. What, like that bestial man what Dr. Jekyll turned into? No, that's Mr. Hyde, sir. What, like something that's definite? Uh, no, that's bona fide, sir. What, like that French dictator would always put his hand in his shirt? No, that's Bonaparte, sir. What, like when something explodes? Uh, no, that's blown apart. What, like when you use kung fu to defend yourself? No, that's a martial art. What, like when you track something using a, a circle and some lines? No, that's a pie chart. What, like the thing with the crispy crust but it's got fruit in? No, that's a pie. Oh, like that sound you're always making? Uh, no, that's a sigh. What, like that thing you always say to the audience? No, that's an aside. Oh, like that thing the dude does? No, that's a bide. Oh, like Nick Hall? No, that's an abode. Oh, like one of them clay buildings? No, that's an adobe, sir. What, like that program you use to develop pictures? No, that's Adobe Photoshop, sir. What, like that store where you develop up real pictures? No, that's the chemist. What, like that thing I keep out in the garage to play around with the chemicals with? No, that's a chemistry set, sir. Oh, from Star Wars. No, that's Boba Fett. I like that singing gentleman from Sesame Street. No, that's Bob McGrath. I like that thing you say when you're excited about something. Uh, no, that's, uh, well, in your case, that's delay, but in most people's cases, that's Bob's your uncle, sir. What, like the local police? No, that's the Bobbies. What, like that robot from that movie, what's name I don't remember, which is probably Forbidden Planet? Er, uh, danger, Will Robinson, danger. No, sir. As delightful as an impression as that is, that was Robbie, sir. Ah, uh, like one of them blokes in the striped shirts and the mask with a big bag with a dollar sign on it what steals stuff. No, that's a robber, sir. What, like a condom? No, that's a rubber. What, like that squishy stuff what Wales is made of? No, that's blubber, sir. What, like that thing you're always telling me I do? That's blather, sir. Ah, oh, it's like that thing it makes when you rub soap around. That's lather, sir. Ah! Oh, so it's 
like that jacket I wanted is made of. No, that's leather. Ah, oh, so it's like that thing my jacket is actually made of. No, that's pleather. Oh, that thing you take out of life. Ah. Uh... Go on. No, I'm not getting it. No, you're almost there, that thing you get when you see me in the morning. Come on, you can do it. Oh, the feeling you believe that I feel, that I have not felt in low these five years. That would be pleasure, sir. Is that what you used to be a man of before you started working for me? That's leisure, sir. Is it the gold in a chest at the bottom of the sea? No, that's treasure. Is that those things I put on two legs at a time? No, that's trousers, sir, and I put them on for you. Oh, is it not Benedict Arnold? No, that's a traitor, sir. Is it like one of them thin, pointy swords? No, that's a rapier, sir. I like that bloke what the Joker turned out to be. No, that was Jack Napier. Oh, that actor what did the one-handed push-ups at the Oscars. No, that was Jack Palance. Oh, that building what the Queen lives in. No, that's a palace, sir. Oh, like that girl from Wonderland. No, that's Alice. What, like Grandpa Munster? No, that's Al Lewis. What, like that bloke what wrote Alice in Wonderland, what I was just talking about a minute ago? No, that's Lewis Carroll. Oh, like that lady with the weird voice that was in Alice in Wonderland. No, that's Carol Channing. What, like that eight-year-old acting sensation? No, that's Dakota Fanning. Oh, the detective from Marvel Comics. No, that's Dakota North. That gentleman who used to be on the electric company. Easy reader. Oh, I beg your pardon. That's Fargo North, Dakota. What, like that thing that plays at the end of the credits? No, that's a coda. What, like a fizzy drink? A soda, sir? Like that program that spun off from the Mary Tyler Moore show? No, that's Rhoda, sir. What, like that country in Africa? Uh, it may not actually be in Africa, sir, but I believe you're thinking of Rhodesia. What, like that feeling I got when you for when I forgot everything after you hit me on the head? No, that's amnesia. What, like when you go bald? No, that's alopecia. What, like that thing that's like a llama? No, that's an alpaca, sir. What, like the American football team? No, that's the Packers. What, like those people what can break into computers like in that movie I saw that time with Angelina Jolie in it? No, that's hackers. What, like that crumbly cookie thing? Biscuits? N no, a cracker. Like those things we open at Christmas? Right, exactly! So why are there rose petals on the floor? Oh, I invited Her Majesty the Queen over for tea. Hello, Your Majesty! What's going to happen next? I, for one, am overjoyed to find out. Listen to my excitement. Join us next time when you'll hear Nick say, You're so hard to entertain, Queen Victoria. You're not amused by anything. Episode 2 I don't know, Willikins. We've tried everything. I mean, we tried Connect 4, we tried Toss Across... We even tried that mousetrap game, and you spent six hours setting it up. Yes, the little green man just wouldn't jump into the pool, sir. Your Majesty, you're not amused by anything, are you? No, we are not amused. She keeps saying that! Ah, the voice of the royal family. How wonderful. Sixteen generations of inbreeding will do that, won't they? Your Majesty's pipes are quite wondrous. What do you feel about this haunted house that I know about? It's delightful! If you're not amused by that, you shan't be amused by nothing. Really, sir? The haunted house? Only the best for Her Majesty. Come on, let's go, you old bird. Welcome to Uncle Frankenface's Attic of Terror, formerly known as Cousin Fever Dream's Parlor of Peril, formerly Gentleman Gasly's Gravatorium, formerly Maniac Cop's Haunted Restroom, formerly Maniac Mansion, Boy, we got in big trouble for that one. Formerly Freddie Elm Street's House of Finger Knives. Formerly Jason the 13th Machete Hackatorium. Formerly The Haunted Coop. Formerly Colonel Sanders' Bucket of Terror. This is gonna be delightful, isn't it? Now if you'll turn to your right, you'll see a mummy. Not gonna lie to you, it's my son, wrapped in toilet paper. Then if you continue down the hallway, you'll see where we used to have a Dracula, but he left because of creative differences. Then we have a witch. That's my wife. You get it? Eh? That's called humor, son. You laugh a little, get a smile on your face, you live longer. We are not amused. Ah, uh, you better step it up, she's not amused. We got some ghosts out back. Well corpses. If you give me a nickel, I can poke them with a stick. That'll be fun, won't it? Have to bring your own stick, though. 
Haven't paid the stick bill this week. Have you brought your scepter, your majesty? That'd be delightful for poking corpses, wouldn't it? We got a werewolf. Well, it's my dog in a sweater. And then if you turn down the hallway and back out sideways, you'll see the tub where we keep the creature from the Black Lagoon. Ah, that's interesting. Yes, that's my mother-in-law. Beware of the mold under her pendulous breasts. Well, if you're not amused by that, Your Majesty, you won't be amused by anything. What's the verdict? We are not amused. Well, I'm out of options. What do you think? What will happen next? How will our heroes get out of the situation they're in? And why am I being so vague about it? It's not like I'm even in the same room as these people. Join us next time for the incredibly well-planned adventures of Nick and Willikins. Episode 3 When we last saw young Nick, he was desperately attempting to entertain Her Majesty the Queen. Well, Queen Victoria, actually, which really creates far more questions than it answers. Well, anyway, we join the shenanigans already in progress. Sir, are we quite finished attempting to entertain Her Majesty with our mouths full of porridge? This managed to chip away at layers of dignity I wasn't even aware I still had. I would really hope that it would do the trick. Unfortunately, the old bird seems to have buggered off. I'm almost afraid to ask, sir, but you didn't bung her down the loo, did you? What? No! That's what I do with things what bore and annoy me. I wouldn't be watching Her Majesty on telly right now if she bored or annoyed me. God, Willikins, you're so stupid! On the telly, right now. That's right, she's given one of those delightful speeches what she's now for. Well, that explains why she's not here. And if she's back at Buckingham Palace, that means she actually left here at least three hours ago. That's right, I let her and the royal guard out at half six. Why, then, did we continue speaking with porridge in our mouths to entertain Her Majesty long after she departed? Photosynthesis? Let's just watch the speech, sir. Perhaps that shall calm my rage. I hope not. Your ineffectual anger is hilarious to me. Indeed. Friends! Romans! Countries' persons! Listen up! For far too long have we toiled upon the fields of England's green and sainted lands. I, for one, say no more. None. Not even a little. For once we were a nation to be feared upon the high seas. Soon we shall be feared upon the very stars themselves. The great British Empire shall not go quietly into that good great night like so many other island nations. Australia, for example, and Peru. We shall strike back upon our oppressors from our secret underwater naval base upon Earth's moon. Soon the holy British Empire shall become a mighty empire of space, and also parallel dimensions, should we find any. We've got some interesting leads. We think we found a few in the larder. Anyway, from our secret moon base, we shall bring down a fiery furnace of hot buttered scones upon the world's people, until England's great navy once again rules the galaxy with an iron fist. Good night, and God save me. That woman makes me proud to be English. Brings a tear to my eye. Well, again, stop crying like a little girl and meet my four identical nephews. That what? This is Rick. Hello, Mick. Oi, Vic. Hello, and Jick. Jick? That's right. He's from America. Sup. Sir, I can honestly say, and I consider myself an Olympic-level expert on this topic, that this is the stupidest thing that has ever happened at Nick Hall. The stupidest thing so far, Willikins. My nephews are setting up something even stupider, by which I mean brillianter. It's my latest inventions, Willikins. A mind-swapping device machine. Well, now what? Is it me, or have these things gone from annoying to annoyingly stupid? 
It can't just be me, right? Episode 4. just want to make sure I have this straight in my mind. You have, and I shudder to even speak the words, four identical nephews. Whom you have never mentioned before. Now, really, Willikins, I don't force you to speak about your family details, do I? You just repeat them to me over and over until they lodge in themselves in my brain. So the fact that I, like all good Englishmen, take pride in my breeding... Is extremely uninteresting. We both know your mother was a stout. Anyway, none of that is important now, because look at my invention! Your latest... Shut it! What, sir? My latest invention! You really must listen more closely. It's been my lifelong dream to become a world-famous inventor. I thought your lifelong dream was become a famous drawer. I don't know what you're talking about, Whittakin. If you continue to speak in riddles, I shall be forced to send you back to the pound. <sighs> Very well, sir. Might I inquire as to what you have actually invented? You are aware that the wheel has been around for a considerable length of time, are you not? Willikins, nobody cares about the stupid wheel anymore. Now, I've invented something much more interesting. A mind-swapping device. A, a what? Sir, what possible use could you have for a mind-swapping device? I always wanted to go on holiday inside of a toad. Very good, sir. I shall clean off a flat rock in the garden. In the meantime, might I ask what is to be done with your nephews? My what? Oh, them. I figured I'll use the brain-swapping device on them to test it. If it messes up, no one's going to notice. Sort of if it works, no one will notice. Exactly! Now plug this in, there's a good chap. Oi, nephew, get under this titanium-laced brain-swapping helmet. The colanders, sir? Well, what did I say? Never mind. Oi, you lot, form an orderly queue. What fresh madness is this? What sinister plans are in store for our heroes? When was the last time anyone washed those colanders? Find out next week on the adventures of Nick and Willikins. Episode 5 When we last saw our heroes, Nick was pulling the lever on the brain-swapping machine he invented, which I don't even know where to begin with that. Does Nick invent things? How would a brain-swapping machine even work? And why do I continue narrating this drivel? Anyway, here we go. Well, sir, this is another jolly mess you've gotten us into. I think it's brilliant. My lifelong dream of becoming a famous mad scientist is finally coming true. And now, sir, how do you propose we get out of this latest debacle of yours? Debacle? It's all going perfectly to plan, isn't it? Or you, nephew. Blimey, Uncle Nick, you sound funny. That's a bit of the old pot calling the kettle black, isn't it? Now you lot get the brains all swapped back to where they belong. Apparently, Willikins finds this all confusing. Confusing? Not for me. I know, me neither. But that's hired help for you. Seeing as I was kidnapped and forced at gunpoint to serve you for life, I'm not certain hired help is the phrase you want here, sir. Quiet, you. Right, off we go then. <clears throat> so they all return their minds to the right places. For a given definition of mind. Actually, Rick and Vic are still in the wrong bodies, but who's going to even notice that? In fact, I would venture a guess that we'll never even hear from Nick's identical nephews again. Well, again, the post has arrived. So what are your nephews? Well, what now? Your nephews, the five I did... <sighs> never mind. The post is here, you say? Yes, you appear to have gotten a letter of some kind. Which is odd, if you ask me. I didn't know the Royal Post delivered mail to pets. <sighs> Perhaps it's like when children send letters to Father Christmas. Oh, I suppose that does make a certain kind of sense. Willikins, this letter is from... Willikins! Sir, I wish you wouldn't open my mail. There are laws about these kind of things. There are also laws about sending letters to yourself. At least there should be. This letter... Oh, God, it's to me. And it's from the Colonel. What, man, what makes a chicken? Oh, sir, this Colonel is, in fact, my father. What stunning plot twist could be contained in the letter? Why do we even bother pretending we care about plot at all at this point? And who left this half-eaten Toblerone in my pocket? Uh, it's all sticky. That's mine! Ugh. Tune in next week for the adventures of Nick and Willikins. God, this is disgusting. Episode 6 in which somebody interesting finally bloody shows up. Last time, a lot of stuff sure did happen, and we found out that Willikins has a father. Which is news to me, anyway. 
I assumed he sprung fully formed from the forehead of Zeus. Uh, no, sir, that was in fact Athena. Right. I always get those confused. You're the one that clings tight to the ceiling, right? Yes. Anyway, then this happened. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. What are you grumbling about, Willikins? You do carry on a bit, don't you? Sir, I'm a trifle nervous about the upcoming visit of my father, the Colonel. Oh lord, here he is now. What, just like that? The letter only just arrived. Sir, the letter arrived three weeks ago. Ah, that's right. I've been busy learning the rules of cricket. That has been my dream to be a world-famous cricketer. Is that why you spent the last fortnight hitting me with a stick? Yes, that's how the Americans play, as is my understanding. Bloody hellfire. Colonel, how good it is to... Colonel? Over here, Toby. Gah, what are you doing there, Colonel? Never come in through the front door, Toby. That's how Jerry catches you with your trousers down. What, what? Uh, uh, Colonel, it is is very... Our turn. Right, let's get a look at you, Toby. You quivering pile of Duxon's diarrhea. God, the sight of you. Makes a man want to weep if it was possible to do so. And who's this, then? Ah, yes. That is my young charge, Master Nick of Nick Hall. Nick, eh? Nick, Nick. Well, it looks familiar. I think I fought in the war with your grandfather. What? You knew my grandfather? Probably. I fought in a war with everyone's grandfather. Is that why you're called the Colonel? Uh, The Colonel? Quiet, Toby. I'm quite capable of speaking for myself. I'm called the Colonel, young Nicholas, because I have fought in every war since the dawn of time. Oh, delay, ain't that rather a lot? Rather, yes. And why do you call Willikins Toby? Are you still going by that ridiculous name, Toby? I prefer Willikins. I named the dog Willikins. Of course! How did I? Who is this new Colonel, and what great plans does he have for our heroes? What happened to the brain-swapping machine? Seriously, are we just not talking about that anymore? Is that actually good storytelling? No. The answer is no. As for the other questions, find out next week on the adventures of Nick and Willikins! Episode 7 Last time... Wait, which one is Toby? That'd be the continually disappointing fruit of my rather generous loins. You know, one of the perks of being a narrator is being detached from the action. You silly little English people really need to keep out of here while I'm talking. It's his fourth wall, lad. Seems to have come down. Shoddy construction. Dutch, I'll wager. Is that all it's going to take? Fine. Wiggins, what's all that racket? If there's any construction to be done in Nick Hall, it'll be done by me. It's always been my dream to be a build... Bloke. Yes, a build bloke. Well stated as always, sir. Toby, why on earth do you call this inbred little simpleton, sir? He's no officer and you're jolly well no soldier. I am too an officer. I was in the safety brigade at Hogwarts. Hogwarts, eh? Wizarding chap, are you? That's right, I was in Gryffindor. So we both know you're a Hufflepuff through and through. Oh dear boy, you're not going to take that kind of abuse from the likes of Toby, are you? Don't let any man call you a Hufflepuff. Had one of those in my company in the RAF. Straighten his lot out with a bar of soap we did. What, you cleaned him? In a manner of speaking, yes. Willikins, war sounds delightful. I should like to go to war. Oh, war's a wonderful way for a young lad to see the world and dip his wick in. My what? Uh, Colonel, young Nick is not as such acquainted with the ways of the... wick. Ah, had one of those in the RAF as well. You a vicar, boy. I do beg your pardon. Religion, sir. Are you a man of God? No... Sir, when someone asks if you're a man of God, say yes. Hang on, hang on. Are you talking about that God bloke from that book we found in the hotel? The Holy Bible, sir? Right, that one. I thought it was a Where's Wally book. It said Find Jesus Now on it. I do remember that, sir. I don't like the idea of someone bigger than me who was also invisible. Those are my lifelong dreams. Really, sir, those are this week's lifelong dreams. Toby! I demand you allow this boy to find his destiny. Omnipotent deity is a fine career for a growing boy. That's what I've been saying! Well, isn't this an unholy alliance? Not for long! Where were our heroes headed next? What other long-lost relatives will we contrive into existence for the sake of a few cheap jokes? And will this fourth wall actually keep those people out of my booth? I doubt it! Damn it! Find out next time on The Adventures of Nick and Willikins. Episode 8 When we last left our heroes, 
well, protagonists, the colonel had come for a visit, Nick had announced his intention to become a god, and I had begun construction of an impenetrable narration bunker. There, that ought to keep the metafictional little bastards out. Now, let's return to stately Nick Hall, where Willikins is about to turn in for the evening. How did a banana skin get on my floor? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, Colonel, may I ask why you have conspired to humiliate me in such painful fashion? Willikins, I am doing research into the nature of humour to assist me in my endeavour of writing a comedy sketch show. And I am assisting the young idiot. Sketch comedy is a wonderful way for a lad to snap his whippers in the finest English tradition. I want my words to be spoken back and forth by drunken youths the country over. It's always been my lifelong dream to have a catchphrase. Sir, I can't believe I'm encouraging this, but weren't you recently aspiring to godhood? That seemed like a harmless, if somewhat existential, waste of your considerable amounts of free time. Oh, godding, yes. That did seem like a laugh, but I've come over all disenchanted with it ever since I met one in the garden. I see where you're going with this, sir, but you've already tried this trick with the photos of the fairies, and nobody was fooled by that. They would have been if you'd look more jolly in your leotard. Why don't you try harder, Willikins? Sir, that flight harness was cutting off circulation to my legs. Excuses, excuses. So lazy. Anyway, there is a god out there, and I talked to him, and it's rubbish. Colonel, do you know anything about- First I've heard of it. Seems like a lot of tommy rot. Yes. Complete load of cobblers. Indeed. Bunkum, don't you know? Hmm. Steaming heap of bull- I get it. Very well, sir, here we are. Where's your so-called god? He's over there, the glowing green orb of purest energy. What? Galloping goldfish gonads, so it is. You two can go talk to him if you like. I'm gonna go over here and bug around with this rake. Greetings. I am a tonal calorilek of the Vimp Dimension. My people have long ago evolved past the need for physical bodies. However, many of the races we deal with have not, and we've manifested on your plane to seek humans to assist us in our dealings. You mean you require a representative? A negotiator? Nothing so serious. We can communicate quite well with them. We merely need someone to serve drinks, take coats, things like that. The human will need to work only one day in each of your Earth months, and will spend the rest of their time in our servants' quarters, a realm of extreme relaxation designed specifically for the pleasure of beings of your race. Sir! What is it now, Willikins? Uh, this being is here to hire help. That's ridiculous. What does God need with a butler? He's not a god, sir. He's an extra-dimensional being, an alien, and he's come here seeking a servant. You know, now that I think about it, Ontorok de Dolirong did mention that. And yet you could remember his name. Gentlemen, our time is short. Please direct us to the human who can best serve our needs. Noble sir, I humbly submit that I... We require a man who best demonstrates our counterpart race's values of rudeness, creative swearing, advanced age, and familial neglect. Oh, no. Well, that's for you, Toby. I've done my bit for God and country. Time to do it for transspatial energy beast and dimension. Hey, what? Let's get a move on, you trembling, truculent, translucent heap of bonobo foreskins. Toby, you are always a disappointment. Ooh, delay. Ain't this a find? Oh, God. Don't worry, Willikins, old chap. You've still got me! Oh, God. I know what it is what was always making you feel better. Making me breakfast. Here's what I want you to do. Take a muffin, a, a, a proper one, and wrap it in a pepperoni pizza. Now deep fry it with the pepperoni grease. A sensible person might logically surmise that our story ends here. However, if you somehow manage to avoid this particular lesson, sense has little place in this narrative. We press forward now into episode nine. A new day dawns at Nick Hall. Lorries deliver nappies to birds and blokes what have babies. Down at the pub, mates watch the match on telly. And somewhere, a bobby approaches some football hooligans to ask, what's all this then? Yes, there can be little doubt we're back in England. Or at least in some poorly researched, horribly stereotypical cartoon version of England, but mustn't grumble. Tally-ho and all that. Willikins, come here, I want you. Ah, sir, I'm right here. Oh, God, Willikins. Sir... While I appreciate that you have discovered Alexander Graham Bell's original prototype of the telephone hid in the attic... Yes? Ah, and I further appreciate that you've installed one end of said device within my skull... somehow. I do wish 
that you'd reconsider summoning me in this manner. Disregarding the no doubt unintentional double entendre in that statement, I think it's safe to assume that you always want me, sir. Now, may we please dispense with this horrid device whilst I'm standing less than a meter from you. Fine, fine. I get no fun. Indeed not, sir. Sir? Yes, Willikins! Far be it for me to question why you've suddenly taken to digging around in the assorted historical treasures of Nick Hall's attic. Yes? Well, sir, why have you suddenly taken to digging around in the assorted historical treasures of Nick Hall's attic? Well, I only just discovered we had an attic, didn't I? I don't know, sir. Did you? I did! And now I'm finding all sorts of historical treasures, aren't I? Are you? I am! And I finally discovered what my lifelong dream truly is! Oh, dear. That's right, Willigans. I've always... What are you doing with those sunglasses, sir? Since as long as I can remember. Oh, Lord, I can see where this is going. Always wanted to be. Yes, and now you're going to put them on. A crime scene investigator. Ah, why is that music being pumped again to my head? Looks like this case... Oh, no. Not again. ...is open. Will Nick's dream of being an investigator actually amount to anything? Will Willikins learn to close his eyes and think of England? And who thought it was a good idea to punch up my narration by making it even hackier? Find out, Governor, in the next ripping installment of The Adventures of Nick and Willikins. Episode 10. It was a dark and stormy night. Rain battered against the window of my orifice. The dame wore red and she was beautiful from top to bottom. The dame, sir? Yes, Willikins. All detectives meet dames and I am now a detective. I need you to procure for me a dame. I'm almost certain that's illegal, sir. I'm a detective. I play loose with the law and there's nothing the police chief downtown can do about it. Now, if you'll excuse me, I was narrating. Of course, sir. Do excuse me. The more time you spend talking to yourself, the less time you'll spend talking to me. Where was I? Oh, yes. The dame wore red and the night was both dark and stormy. And I had a fedora over and a pistol and a bottle of gin. And I was solving some crimes. Crimes, sir? Yes, you know, kidnapping, stolen Maltese falcons, that sort of thing. So as much as it pains me to drag myself down to your level, I cannot abide the slovenly way in which you are presenting yourself. A detective should be detached, professional, and always observant. For example, I can tell from the mud on your left boot that you've recently visited the back fields of Nick Hall's sprawling estate. That particular mud species is only found in a very specific part of England. The trace scratches upon your sleeve tell me that you've been out among my roses despite my express wishes, and your lack of hat tells me that you've bloody well lost it again. From this I can deduce that you were mucking about in the back gardens making a fort. That was incredible, Willikins. Thank you, sir. In its wrongness, the scratches on my sleeve are from my general unkemptness and also in my attempts to ruin my shirt so you will buy me some new ones. The mud on my shoes does come from the back garden, but I haven't been out there in several weeks due to an intense fear of a bee I once saw. And yes, I did lose my hat and I miss it greatly. I'll thank you not to bring it up again. Also, you'll find that I have no interest in a back garden fort as I have already constructed a ripping one in the den out of couch cushions. Very well, sir. You've certainly put me in my place. Excellent. Now come and help me investigate the murder upstairs. The body is stinking at my fault. What? Who was the murdered dame? Had she been murdered? Was that she a dame? What is a dame, anyway? How can I keep Willikins from finding out I was mucking about in his rose garden? What happened to my hat? Find out in the next exciting adventures of Nick Investigates a Crime. Uh, sorry I'm late. Traffic was... Hey, what the hell is this? Are you narrating in here? Without a guild of narrator's license? Well, why... Uh, the union's gonna hear about this. Sorry. Not as sorry as you're gonna be after a narrator strike. Now if you'll excuse me... <clears throat> All the stuff that he just said on the next exciting adventure of Nick and Willikins. Episode 11. And so, we return to Nick Hall. Hang on a second. Didn't we just do this? How many season premieres does this thing get? Pardon me, sir. 
Oh, not this again. Yes, I'm afraid so. Terribly sorry to interrupt, but I think I can shed some light on your confusion. I can hardly wait to hear this. I do believe the writers are, to use the vernacular, taking the piss out of British programs that consider three episodes a series. Oh, you mean like how the Red Dwarf box set could fit on one DVD with plenty of room for bonus features? Precisely, sir. Ho hold on, you, you said something about the writers? Yes, sir. Masters Watt and Robotham, I believe. It's not bad enough that you people are aware of me in my booth, but now you're actually aware that your character is being written? I, I believe it's known as being meta, sir. Those fellows seem frightfully fond of it as a device. <sighs> you know, I'd really thought... Wilkins, come here at once! Terribly sorry, sir. Must be off my master's voice, you know. Just go. <sighs> yes, sir. What is it? Well, I've forgotten now, haven't I? I summoned you ages ago! One assumes you'll think of some fresh torment for me presently. Indubitably! Sir, what is this that you're watching? I think it's an old episode of Doctor Who. It's in black and white. It appears to be an episode of I Love Lucy, sir. Who the bloody hell is Lucy? I'm certain I forbade you the touch of a woman. Indeed you have, sir. But the name of this show is I Love Lucy. It refers to the title character played by Lucille Ball. What, well, that thing? That's clearly a Dalek, Willikins. You're so stupid! Well, I want to go to the club! You know, sir, I stand corrected. She does quite resemble... Never mind that now, Willikins. I remember why I summoned you. Oh, good. Willikins, I want an abortion. I must not have, sir, because I'm certain I heard... You heard right. I want an abortion. Uh, sir, oh, dear, where to begin? An abortion... No, what? No, I didn't mean an actual abortion, Willikins. God, you're so stupid. That's Cockney rhyming slang, that is. I beg your pardon? Abortion rhymes with proportion, which comes like proponent, which I am one of when it comes to going down to pub. Simple. So... Yes? You don't want an abortion at all. That's right, you've almost got it. But instead, you'd rather, if I'm hearing you quite correctly, go down the pub. Well, obviously. Obviously. Indeed, sir. I don't believe I've ever seen you go, as you say, down the pub. What? I go all the time, me and the mates, chumming it up over a pint, watching a match, playing darts. So you don't even know what a pub is, do you? Well, not as such, no. As a member of the aristocracy, I'm not exactly familiar with the working of the commoners, such as yourself. Indeed, sir. I mean, we can't all be as pathetic and subhuman as you, Willikins. You didn't even go to Oxford or anything. As you say, sir, I was frightfully underprivileged. And that's why I want you to show me what it's all about. I want to live like common people, Willikins. Indeed, sir. But since this may take some time and the various toilets of Nick Hall won't scrub themselves, since you wouldn't invent that toilet-cleaning robot I designed... Sir, there was a stick figure with a square head drawn on a napkin next to a picture of a loo. That's right. Anyway, since your duties here won't allow you the time to take me on my abortion adventure, I've got a surprise for you! Oh, dear. Okay, come on out. Who's this, then? I've hired you a butler, Willikins. Your own personal slave. What, like I have with you? This... Is actually a rather generous offering, sir. Though I believe the correct term for a butler's butler is dog's body. Dog's body? Indeed, sir. Oh, that's confusing, isn't it? Who is this new employee at Nick Hall? Why did we end the episode before telling you? Why do I bother asking questions you can't even answer? Oh, right. Because the answers are supposed to be in the next exciting adventure of Nick and Willikins. But you know they won't be. Episode 12. Last time, you'll recall, Nick presented Willikins with a completely and utterly unexpected gift. I just want to be utterly clear about this. You purchased a butler. That's right. For me. Yes, you're spending entirely too much time mucking about when you could be doing stuff for me. I've about had enough of it, Willikins. So I'll put you a man to take care of all your excess garbage so you can spend more time butlering me. Well, sir, as much as it was clearly done with only your best interests in mind, I do appreciate the gesture. Yes, I know. I am an incredibly giving individual. Let me go and fetch him. Oi, Errol! Get in here so as Willikins can get a look at yous! No. Speak up, Errol. That's a good chap. Large fellow, isn't he, sir? Indeed he is, Willikins. 
I want him to be able to lift all your heavy objects. Such as my sense of shame, sir. That's the one. Right, I shall leave the two of you to get acquainted. I shall be in the parlour breaking things. Very good, sir. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, Errol. I'm not going to lie, life at Nick Hall is not easy. But if you work hard, you shall find me tough but fair. Now, first things first, go and fetch me some tea. Tea, Errol. Errol, go and get the tea. Shan't. What do you mean, shan't? It's your bloody job. Now get- <coughs> Ah, my nose! What was that for? <coughs> ah, stop that at once! <coughs> ah! Now, here's how this is gonna go. You're gonna do everything I say. Wait on me hand and foot, and never whisper a word of it to that little tit upstairs, or I'll kill the both of you. And while you're doing that, I'm gonna find out where he keeps all them money he has. I most assuredly will- Oh! Yes, of course. Good. Now go and fetch me some gin, and I shan't be forced to bottle you. Uh, right. Right what? Right, sir? Yeah, now go on with it. Well, wonderful. Now what shall I do? Oi, Willikins, get in here. I've finished breaking the parlour and I need it rebuilt. <sighs> what new threat does Errol present to the stable house of Nick Hall? How will Willikins defend his master? How many more times will he be hit? Find out next time on the exciting adventures of Nick and Willikins. Episode 13, Baker's Dozen. Last time, we added a new character, because that always goes well. Willikins, come in here at once. Bloody hell, we can do everything around here. Oi, Willikins! Find him using my own legs to repel myself like some kind of filthy commoner. I don't know where Willikin's gone, and I'm going to look for him right now. I don't know where to find Willikin's. He is missing. Where'd he go? Willikin's, I want to play snakes and squirrels. Set up my board at why? Hello, what's going on here? <coughs> Willikins, I can't understand a word you're saying with that rag stuffed in your mouth. You're so indistinct. <coughs> Hang on. Willikins, why do you have a rag stuffed in your mouth? Have you been at my ether again? And why on earth are you tied up? Uh, probably because I tied him up. Errol, bad dog's body. Mustn't tie up my slave. Listen, you little halfwit. You're clearly not interfering what I'm interplying in this particular situation. So I'll come right out and say it. It's like this, right? The thing is, right? The actual thing, such as it is, right? Is this. I'm robbing you, right? Uh, that explains all those large sacks strewn about on the whole that squiggly L-E sign on them. I think you'll find that's a pound sign. What? No, the pound sign is that little ticky-tack-toast thing what's on the telly. No, what I mean, right, is that it's the sign what designates a pound, which is the present currency of the Commonwealth what which we're living in. Right. That doesn't make much sense either. Pound doesn't start with an L. Listen, you little twop. What's a twop? It's a twerp and a twat, which is the particular nominization I assign to you. Now shut it for a break both your legs. Cool, there must be at least ten pounds, six shillings, fifty quid and eight bob in here. That's a lot of money, Errol. That's right. Well, I suppose that's all right, as long as you don't steal my identity. What's one of them, then? I'm going to find out. What is an identity? What is identity theft? No, seriously, does anyone actually know? Find out the answers to these and at least three other questions in the next installment of The Adventures of Nick and Willikins. Episode 14, Blacksmith's Dozen. Last time, you'll recall, Nick expressed concern at having his identity stolen, an idea which intrigued Errol the dog's body, who set in motion a plan to do just that. Trust me, I'm making them sound much more capable than they really are. I'll say you am. And now we join our malfeasance already in progress. Now, how does this identificationary theft work, then? I think you have to rather become me, and then when you spend my money, people won't come over all suspicious-like. Right. And since I've got a billion pounds, five million shilling, twenty-nine bob, fifty quid, twelve sixpence, six thruppence, nine florins, seventeen farthings, three half-crowns, fifteen jerkins, sixty-one doublets, and twenty breeches, 
you'll have to be very convincing. So most of those denominations no longer exist in the last several antiquated articles of clothing. Bottled. Ouch. Well, we should... Oh, wait a tick. If I'll be you, it'd be me. I suppose I will. That seems logical. And I'll just remain Willikins, shall I? No, that's far too confusing. You'll be the colonel. Right, let's commenciate. <clears throat> Oi, Willikins, put the kettle on and then put some food atop some other food and give it me. Oh, right, I'm a jerko. I say wrong words are wrongo. You're the worst, Toby. It should have been you that drowned, not the cat. Ah, oh, I'm a pirate, maybe? What the f- Oh, no. Oh, no, not again. Screw this. I'm going out for a beer. Wait, was that... was that Dave? Sounded like Dave. Wilkins, who are these people? I'm not sure, sir, but they appear to have collapsed the ever-unreliable fourth wall upon our would-be assailant. What are you, the fucking narrator? Language! Oi, Wilkins, this wall clown talks. I love him. Sir, put that down. You don't know where it's been. Bloody right, you don't. Now put me the fuck down, you... Think of what I'm thinking. This is more confusing than Inception. Inception wasn't confusing. No, that we should, you know, escape while everyone's distracted. Oh, I was thinking that, actually. Yeah, let's, uh, let's beat it. When I get through with you, the trials of Hercules will feel like a high school debating society. And now? Wedekins, I love my new friend, but he smells a bit sulfury. Drop him in a wash at once. Very good, sir. What? No, no! You know, Wedekins, a thought occurs to me. First time for everything, sir. With that fourth wall down, now would be a fine time to tell the good people about a product or service what they should be aware of. A commercial, sir? How crass. No, this is a public service it is. These fine people really need to know about Bunny Bubbles' designs. Oh, that product or service? Yes, that's not crass at all. Quite classy, if I may say so, in fact. You may not. This is my commercial. I've always wanted to be a radio pitchman. <laughs> is that what you've always wanted to be? Indeed, Willikins. Did you know that Bunny Bubbles not only makes soap... Which I use to scrub your most unmentionable of unmentionables. Right, those. Not only soap, but a wide variety of handmade gifts and costume items, like novelty jewellery. And little devilly horns. And tiny top hats. Ah, oh, Willikins! Sir? I should like a tiny top hat for my new woolen friend here. I wonder could I get a soap knife? He's so adorable. Indeed, sir. Did you tell them to order early for holiday delivery? Or that Miss Tidro, the proprietress of Bunny Bubbles, is happy to do custom soaps, hats and horns, or to gift wrap your order personally? I'm telling them, Willikins. That's bunnybubbles.etsy.com and bunniescrafthutch.etsy.com. Be sure to enter coupon code SARCASTIC at checkout for 10% off. Not that I have any idea what sarcastic is, I'm sure. Ooh, Willikins! Tell them she can make soaps that are indistinguishable from food, like pizza or hamburgers. Or pizza hamburgers! I think you just did that, sir. Tell them! Tidro can make soaps that are... Say it right. <sighs> soaps what are indistinguishable from food, like pizzas. Or hamburgers. Or, as you say, hamburgers. Ah! Hamburgers! Too right. Well... That's that, then. One live commercial. I feel dirty, sir. You clearly need to buy more soap from Bunny Bubbles, Willikins. Clearly, sir. Episode 15. Last time... Well, I'll level with you guys. I don't really recall much since I went for that beer when that Smlown fellow turned up. Well, I say that beer. Anyway, let's just see what the idiots are up to now. So, as we now own Nick Hall... We want you out, so we can have our company's launch. Yes, we want to signify out with the old and in with the new. Wilkins, how did this happen? I can't remember. Yes, sir, it's like we missed an episode. That sound reminds me of my dear mother's harp playing shortly before she passed. <sighs> really, it's always me, me, me with you, isn't it, Wilkins? I believe it's your cell phone, Hank. Hank Hankenstein? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Apparently, it's some guy by the name of Narrator. He said he'll try and get back the missing day, but it'll take a few seconds. Well, that solves that then, doesn't it, sir? A whole few seconds? Oh, I'm so bored! Mean when, a day earlier. Mean when? Mean when. Who wrote this? Willikins! Willikins! 
Oh, good. I was afraid I was going to have too much time to myself. I want you to draw me 1,000 ninjas, and also where's me toy? I beg your pardon, sir. Oh, the homicidal clown. I gave you it to wash, but then that was two weeks ago now. Don't they just fly by when I'm having fun? I put them in the industrial washing machine. Ah, oh, there it is. Well, it's a lot bigger than I remember. It's me, Errol, you imbecile. I was settling down for a Barclays, wasn't I? And that little bleeder put me in one of them there clown costumes and threw me in here. <laughs> Meanwhile, outside Nick Hall... Say, Brent, is that one of those old English castles from, like, the Jurassic era or something? Wow, that's really awesome! Can you imagine Buckingham Palace being that size? I can't imagine anything being bigger than that. Hey, who's this? Greetings, gentlemen. I couldn't help but notice you've been admiring my castle. I'm Lord Smloun of Nick Hall. Your Highness, I'm Brentford Bredowitz, and this is my colleague, Hank. My liege? We're both CEOs of Paradigm Corp Enterprises. We just love your castle, and, well, Hank and I have been talking. We like to talk. Talking's what we do. We'd love to use your castle for our company's launch. But it's the seat of my ancestry, dating all the way back to Chief McSmloun. So I could never sell. Though if you were to make it worth my while... We'll make it financially worth your while, your majesty. What the hell would I want with money? Oh, get me 78 curly-whirly chocolate bars. I believe you people used to know them as marathons. And no, the irony is not lost on me. Of course, your excellency. Sire, if I may ask why... Well, it is beneath me to answer your mundane question, your present. But I shall. Because I can't. Later, in the Hall of Ju- <clears throat> in Nick Hall. So, as we now own Nick Hall, we want you out so we can have our company's launch. Yes, we want to signify out with the old and in with the new. But again, how did this happen? I can't remember. Yes, sir, it's like we missed an episode. No, we're not doing that again. It happened because of me. Hey, at least my puppet's here. I'm not a puppet. Do you see a hand up my arse? And so help me if you fucking look. Porkers! And now I must leave. Porkers away! Quite eccentric, these English lords, aren't they? Anyway, we shan't move, shall we, Willikins? Chain yourself to the mantelpiece. Sir? You heard me. We must fight the rich classes and stand up for the little people. To you, sir, irony is just something everyone else does, isn't it? Well, you guys can stay in here if you want. But I'm pretty sure you'll want to move when the rocket goes up. Oh, goody, there's a rocket. Why did you never do that? I want to fly off in a rocket, Willikins. Oh, believe me, sir, I've thought of it many times. That rocket's gonna come right out from the ground, destroy the old castle, and go out into the newness of space. You're aware that space is 14 billion years old, aren't you? Is that a thousand million or a million million? We'd love to find out, but it's gonna get mighty hot around here. Yeah, see our folks. Willikins, stop standing around and free yourself. This is no time to be lazy. But, sir, I need your key. That? I threw it out with the packaging. I did recycle that. Why does Nick have a pair of handcuffs? What is a billion? Do we ever answer these questions? Find out the answers to these questions and more in the next inciting installment of The Adventures of Nick and Willikins. Episode 16. Last time, you'll recall, our heroes were trapped in a horribly ingenious death trap that they had but seconds to escape from. Willikins, I order you to free us. If I die, I shall be very cross with you. Sir, much as it surprises me, I'd rather like to survive this experience as well. But let's see if I remember my lockpicking skills from butlering school. Work like this here, rotate 90 degrees. Sir, if you could just hold your finger there for a second. Oh, if I must. And there. Willikins, you did it! You freed us! I may not have you spayed after all as a reward. Oh good, something to look forward to. Now, if we may, sir, let us vacate Nick Hall as quickly not as- Not so fast! Hello, Errol! I thought you were dead again! Not in the slightest. And if I know my brain, which by the way I do, there's still a way to make a tidy bit of profit out of this ridiculous ensemble. Out of being trapped in a castle about to be destroyed by a rocket. And a true businessman can turn any situation to his advantageous. It's just a matter of finding the correct means to go about it. Well. 
Well, you do that. I'd appreciate it if my young annoyance and I might just slip past you and vacate the premises. How must we, Willikins? I want to see what happens. What happens is our fiery demise, sir. You're so morbid, Willikins. We shall be safe as... That was the end of Nick and Willikins. As the rocket pierced the ground of Nick Hall, that great old house was utterly destroyed. A mere speck next to the angry fury of the great skyward-bound missile. Yes, it... Oh, wait, there they are. What the hell happened? Are we still alive? It certainly appears so. Seems Nick Hall was carried by the rocket out of England and indeed Earth's atmosphere. What, we're in space? So it would seem. God, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Indeed. And, uh, sir, what are you doing? We made it, Willikins. Look. Uh, please don't open the window, sir. But we did it. Look. We're in the colonies. Ah, I see the issue. No, you are in fact mistaken, sir. This is in actuality the moon. You can tell by the lack of oxygen and the general mooniness. Ah, little bleeder's right. This is America. It's dark, dusty, grey and lifeless with no intelligence to be found. We've landed in Arizona. How droll. Come on, Willikins, let's investigate. I want to see at Disneyland. Sir, please don't open... What new adventures await our heroes in Arizona? Can any adventures be found there? What's Phoenix like this time of year? How many angry letters will this show receive from enraged Phoenix inhabitants? Find out on the next exciting adventure of Nick and Willikins. Episode 17 Last time, oh, that's right, they went to the moon. For some reason. Go listen if you want to know what happened last time. There's no way I'm recapping all that. Cor, I can't believe we're on the moon. It's a bit difficult to believe, isn't it? And I also can't believe I opened the door and everything's fine. My lungs aren't starved for oxygen at all. <gasps> Your brain, on the other hand. What was that? I couldn't hear you over the sound of my dramatic intake of moon breath. Oh, I was just <gasps> insulting you. Oh, oh, of course. It's so dull here on the moon. Feels like we've been here for months. How long has it been? As it happens, it has been months, sir. About six of them. See that set of footprints? And that one, and that one, and the others? Yes? That's where we've circumnavigated the entire surface of the moon about 17 times. Wait, what about there, where there was only one set of footprints? Was Jesus here? Does Jesus live on the moon? No, sir. That's what I was carrying you. Goodness knows I've suffered as much as that chap, though. Mustn't grumble, Willikins. Or as I like to say, shut up, Willikins, I'm bored. I think we've covered that. Be coming back round to our camp soon when Errol will be roasting our moon steaks. You mean our marshmallows? No, I mean rocks. Surprisingly nourishing, these moon rocks. Amazing we're not dead after all this time, despite my constant prayers to the contrary. That'll be about enough of that religious hokery pocus. This is the moon. There's no room for magic here. It's all science, like... Oh, no. Like that bloke. Oh, God. What lives in the police box and wears that scarf and... Oh, it has a little robot dog called Willikins. I couldn't imagine who you mean, sir. Willikins, I hereby proclaim myself the 12th Doctor. Time Lord of Gallifrey. Eater of pizza hamburgers. Wearer of unlikely vegetables. I always wondered what you were doing with the broccolis whenever we have a Chinese. I was pinning them to my vest, wouldn't I? Indeed. So if you're the doctor, I suppose that makes me the companion. Oh, heavens no! Errol's the companion. You, as previously mentioned, shall be the dog. We're not doing that again. Well, I suppose I do already have this mechanical dog anyway. Come along, Willikins. <laughs> oh dear, he appears to have come down with some kind of space disease. No, he hasn't. You've just put an axe through his head. And not the delicious body spray. An actual fire ox! Yes, that's the first symptom of Neptune dog flu. Well, now that I have my defining tragedy, I really am the Doctor. Or possibly Batman. On the moon, sir. You're right, Batman has no place on the moon. The Doctor it is. Is Nick the Doctor now? Is Errol his companion? Can I get through the rest of this without restating what you just listened to? Why am I even here? For the answers to most of these questions, join us next time for Nick and Willikins in 
Errol of Death. Nick and Willigan, Series 2, which is apparently what we're calling this, featured Dave Fields as the narrator and the Pepperpot, Brian Lynch as Errol and the Colonel, Joseph Ravenson as the alien and Brent, Matt Robotham as Nick, Jick, Mick, Rick, Vic, and himself, Malvern Smlown as himself, Amanda Smith as the Dalek Lucille Ball, Sabrina Snyder as the haunted housekeeper, Jason Wallace as Hank and the Queen, and Ron Algar Watt as Willikins and himself. Special thanks go to the original voice performers Gav Brown, Gav Drury, and Kevin Lynch. Nothing personal, lads. It was written by Gav Brown, Brian Lynch, Matt Robotham, and Ron Algar Watt, and produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2010, 2011, and 2016. Al. Al. I'm saying that. Am I saying that right? No, hold on, that didn't. Algar.